So, shots with Shank. C-level uh, executive in training. And future bar owner. Michael Shank. If you could describe this, whatever this was, in one word, what would it be? Stone sober. Boo. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. And I'm Sean Heckman. And we decided because we like you guys so much, we would go ahead and do a quick recap series of a couple episodes with people that we've sat down with before in the past and kind of catch up with them, see what's changed since the last time we interviewed them. Some of them are from our first season, and we might even have a couple as recent as this year. So we're kind of just catching up and trying to give you guys a few more episodes since you've been so supportive by taking care of our sponsors and keeping us on the road. And by fans, you also mean people that write us incessantly to complain that we're not generating enough free content for them in spite of doing, you know, a racing league, a TV show, several podcasts, just just putting out some things. Live uh, shows, TV shirt, shirts, we hats. We did want to make sure we had some off-season content. Obviously, we can't really do dinners the way we're used to. So here's a four or five people that we know can be good if we do something remote, uh, just to sort of see how, how life is different from, from when we sat down. One of those people, when we sat down with him, he was a sports car team owner. And we just sat down with him again. And he still is a sports car team owner. But now he's a sports car team owner of a factory prototype program. Oh, and a two-car IndyCar team. Who am I talking about, Ryan? Mike Shank, Sean. And obviously, he's had a tremendous amount of success with Acura, the NSX, and his sports car stuff. But his IndyCar program has had a really stellar year. In fact, he talked about how their qualifying average was fifth for the season, which is tremendous when you look at the talent level in that series. And he's expanding to a two-car program next year with uh, none other than Elio Castroneves. So a lot's on Mike's plate. Not only does he have the prototypes, he's got the IndyCars. But, of course, he's still Mike Shank. He's still talking about drinking, he's cussing, and he's just the same guy that he was when we first sat down with him. So enjoy some Mike Shank in his truth form. But first, we couldn't do it without our amazing, tiresome support. Huh? I like huh? what you did there. That's good. Huh? That's word use. From Valvoline. Correct. Acura. Correct. And I'm looking at you, you man. No, oh, no, I thought no, you were going to do it. I, I, I don't. I don't. Cat metal tire. Cross contact. LX. Zoom call. Mike Shank. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. I think one of my favorite Mike Shank memories was the the, the pooper Sebring thing we did in March. Oh, because God. it was, I mean, by this point for you, it was like 11 at night. I don't, I'm not going to take make any predictions on on how much alcohol you may or may not have had. Yeah. But that combined with you talking from about, I don't know, 50 yards away from your computer with the chops, it was, it was right. everything I dreamed of. Yes. There are things I'm not proud of, made some bad decisions, and uh, maybe that was one. I don't oh, know. I was going <laughs> to say that was not one. <laughs> <laughs> So how goes it? It's good. You're just uh, <clears throat> drinking from a fire hose trying to keep up and keep guys healthy. That's the biggest thing right now, keeping guys from getting sick. Honestly. Really? Is that a problem? Oh, man, that's a challenge. Because so, I, I really don't know. So out there in Ohio, um, like in terms of what you guys have to do or how things are working, what is, what, is, what is the sort of shop procedure outside of like a formal race where you have to go through formal procedure? You're not bound in the same way that you are to, at a racetrack to, to follow things. No, no, we, we – we, we were pretty stringent for a long time. We, we loosened up a little bit in kind of the late fall. And then meaning, you know, if a guest came in, everyone put them on. Right. If they didn't, then you kind of didn't unless you wanted to. And uh, we took temperatures every day, been vigilant about, pretty vigilant about that. And uh, we bought some, you know, industrial strength, you know, bug bomb to try to kill the virus in the shop if it was. We bomb it every couple of weeks, and, you know. Um, so we've had three total people in our shop have it, 
Uh, wow. Okay. It's just, you know, and two of them were way early. One is recent. And how are you testing? So, what's that? How do you know a guy is positive? I mean, are you, is oh, it something oh, you're doing upside or are they doing it on well, their own? Yeah, you know, I got you. Um, and in his case, he, you know, he get he gets temperature checked and his temp spiked. Oh, okay. And, and he's like, well, what's this about? Right. <laughs> and, then, and everyone's, I get, everyone's onset's a little different, right? Like taste and temp, they can be headaches, it can, you know. So, uh, anyways, not a lot of fun, uh, to be honest, because we're trying to strategize how we, you know, keep everyone safe, but get the work done, right. uh, which is nice. And so, anyway. We're, we're, we don't, as you know, like to talk too much racing, but uh, that is one of the unique things about right now is that in the sports car world with not only the 24 being a rough race just because of what it is, but also being the first race of the year, this time of year for people like me or team owners sucks because you're, you're dealing with all the last minute livery stuff. You're, you're trying to get suits ordered. You're trying to get all the design stuff that you need to get done um, and make it for all the photos you need for the roar, so on and so forth. But you have the advantage in a normal year of the season ending mid-October. And right. it just ended for you guys a couple of weeks ago. So I have no idea what that truncated schedule is like coming off of an exhaustive so, second half of the year, especially for your guys. And switching yeah, to yeah. a completely new program. Yeah. Yeah, so we the way it worked for us is uh, we sold both the NSXs uh, before we went to Sebring. So we knew we'd had to deliver them at Sebring, and we knew we had to pick up the, the DPI car at Sebring uh, on Monday after, and um, which was good. Um, we have no room in our shop. We're building a new shop right now and uh, needed to get the NSX stuff, that NSX stuff out, which we're able to do. Get the prototype stuff and by the time we got back to the shop we had nine days in the shop until we went to the daytona test with the imsa car by the way in the meantime we bought dragon speed all of dragon speed's assets on the indycar side so we bought a third indycar or another indycar team essentially and we're, you know we're getting that thing ready for elio um you know for next year you know so the indycar side's functioning on its own the sports car side's trying to uh, get ready for a test with eight days and, and, you know, Penske didn't leave us a lot of setup information. So <laughs> crazy. Uh, I mean, a little bit, I mean, you, the cars were nice, very nice. Uh, yeah. No problem with the cars. Um, but you know, they kept a lot of their IP and a lot of their, you know, a lot of their stuff and, um, which was okay. We were able to back into a lot and, um, but they had to engineering had to figure that out. We had to take all the corners off the car, crack check everything, do the gearbox, um, put a new motor in it and you go had eight or nine days, never worked on the car before. So, right. um, it was tricky, but with the help of HPD and, uh, folks like that, um, we were able to kind of make it happen. We had a, we had a really great test, uh, for two days and, um, uh, I was really pleased how it went and, uh, and got a lot of running in actually in two days last week. So, uh, now we're back and, uh, we immediately went to the wind tunnel to do a DPI wind tunnel test. And now we're back from that again, and we are, um, you know, prepping, you know, for the roar, which, as you guys know, is a little further away. Thank God, and uh, we're done. We're in house until we go to the roar. When you go to the that wind tunnel test, was that for the series, or is that for you guys? Just for 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 HPD. Yeah. For future HPD stuff, I would best yeah. To say. Yeah. I got you. But they, you know, they, it, it's, it's a really, you know, that motor that's in that car, Ryan, is the same motor you used in the TLX. Yep. yep. It's, yep. A, it's a minivan motor. Basically. Yes, absolutely. Honda <laughs> it's still, now it's, I think it's developed well past where you had it and then where we had it in P2 and, you know, four years ago. Yeah. They've done a lot of kind of cool work with it, but, um, and it's making more power, you know, yep. so, um, uh, they've done a heck of a job with it. So when we went to Daytona, all the drivability stuff, man, it was totally perfect. You yeah. know, they had already, they, they perfected the traction control. They perfected the you know, power applications, the throttle positions and, you know, throttle pedal, everything. Yeah. And uh, that made it easy for us just to go through our electrical checks and the car is quite complicated, uh, but it is hell fast. I yeah. mean, it is hell fast compared to, you know, where prototype was. I mean, you think about it, in twenty uh, in twenty sixteen with our Leger, I mean, I think Paul was a thirty eight nine or 
something like that. And you run in the 33s and 34s now. Yeah. And, uh, and if you watch some video of a, a quality DPI lap around Daytona, it is, yeah. it is, it yeah, is that, really impressive. You know? Yeah. I think <clears throat> IMSA put out a video of Mazda last year, I think at the roar or something. And you watch yeah, that lap, lap and yeah. The, yeah, the bus stop alone, you're like, man, that is, if that goes wrong, you're done. I, I, <laughs> you know? you'd, have to go, you'd have to go look at it. I believe that was Claw driving it. Actually, yeah. I believe he turns in flat. Right. I think he turns in and then does all the stuff. Man, I'm like, are close, anyways. But yeah, it's impressive. I mean, it's. <laughs> and what do we have to look forward to in LMDH? You know, those cars are going to have you know probably a little more downforce. Certainly going to have more power, more acceleration, and that's going to be it's going to be scary fast. Yeah. Sure. Now, if you just launched an IndyCar program and it's been successful and you just got back into the prototype. So are you looking at LMDH going, man, like I'm going to have IndyCar mechanics. I'm going to have IndyCar engineers. I've got all my normal guys from the prototype stuff. We, we could absolutely step up and do an LMDH program. Yeah. I mean, so listen, I've taken all of my engineers that worked on the complete NSX project and put them all one on one DPI. So I'm using, you know, I have four, MSR for full-time engineers. Uh, and what we're doing, and the reason I'm doing that, I'm being proactive, is to prepare ourselves for electricity and LMDH. Uh, so in case we have an opportunity, we can, you know, we can perform um, and, and operate at what I think will be a high level. Um, but we'll see. So it's basically, I've taken the best of everything we had in an SX people-wise and some equipment and obviously, and um, trying to make the best of it, you know? So technically this is a continuation from when we last met at the Copper Penny in uh, yeah. 26. You know, I, I got to tell you guys, I get more talk <laughs> about that all over the country, basically. Yeah. People know about the Copper Penny. Now the Copper Penny, you'll be, you'll hate to hear is closed now. It's for sale. What? What? Yeah, that's a really, trust me, that is a, that is a bad deal. Is right that related there. to this year or just in general? No, it's 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 just it's been through two owners, I think, since you guys have been there. And oh, it, man. Just, they just keep running it in the ground. You know, that's a, that's your neighborhood hole in the wall. I, I, yeah. I met you there. I golf carted there. Oh, we yeah, remember. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's the way it should be. But unfortunately, uh, <laughs> but, you know, that show that we did there just it really rang true, I think, for a lot of people. And yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, you're welcome. So yeah. we uh, <laughs> so how, how how do we get that the copper penny? underneath the shank household umbrella i mean oh my god we trust me when i drink too much i talk about buying it every day but, yes uh, that's the, good the, the, trust me i'm not going to be married long if that happens okay and, uh, i'm telling you we've come close a couple different times to think about buying it i mean you run race teams so you're already used to making bad decisions right yeah, what's one you can lose money with the best of them yeah. right oh i'd be the best damn bar owner you know how many times <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, seriously, that's my people. It's my people right Oh, we there. know just right. from the shirts. And, and you claimed, and I believe you, that because when we walked in, there was no doubt half that bar was, yeah. was wearing Mike Shank something. Right. Yeah. And we right. didn't yeah. feel like this was staged because the, the, the big deals that we were were walking in. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think, you know, we have a good little contingent here. It's nothing crazy, but uh, people like to support us. And when we do well, we have little parties out here on the lake. And, yeah. Um, it, you know, I love that part of it, actually. I look forward to doing well to come out here and, and come home, you know. Okay, so we're going to get the fans on board to, to influence you to buy the Copper Penny. Maybe get a little, you know, <laughs> go, GoFundMe started. If you're going to tweet yeah. Mike Shank to buy the Copper Penny, do it, let's say, after about 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, time, set, your, set your watches, set your phones. Right. After 8 p.m., right. tweet Mike Shank, buy the Copper Penny. I, I couldn't even think about it. You kidding me? I, I can't even. You know, we're just—it's uh, crazy going on, right? You know, we've got—we didn't even talk about this. You know, but I've got new partners in Liberty Media. The bottom. Oh right, the team. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, just to recap, you know, so from I actually have people I report to now. Oh no! Why are you talking to us? This is terrible. Yeah. Well, this is this is the end apparently. No, <laughs> it's like for old time's sake, boys. But this is it. Yeah, this yeah. this really counts, evidently, and I could be moved out if I need to be. So. This, because from from at, in, when we met with you 2016, you were basically phasing out your prototype program of the old format of prototypes and picking yeah. up the new NSX program. At the time, IndyCar had always been a conversation, but you didn't have the formal IndyCar thing. Um, yeah. The thing that always amazes me is that when you're looking for capital, you were limited. 
uh, to, to find partners because you had to find a partner who uh, whose last name started with M. Yeah, like it was the only true. way you could find investment. So you you, you took well, one twenty sixth of the pool. That's right. So what did we get lucky with Jim Meyer? Um, that's kind of where it all. That's actually where the story starts. Yeah. Uh, Post twenty sixteen. Jim, Jim, Jim coming in at twenty seventeen after we did Indy, Indy only with Jack in seventeen. The same first year as we did the NSX actually, and uh, Jim and I just got started with a relationship and my wife, and we all just really got along and I got to tell you he is one of the coolest guys you've ever met and uh and he there's a reason he does what he does and he's successful at it and I've learned a lot from him so obviously you know Liberty Media owns Sirius XM they own Pandora the relationship with with uh, Liberty obviously came through Jim and uh, Liberty Liberty bought us through their Formula One group so um uh, that and that all came from Jim and um you know we'll see where we go with this thing in the future but certainly um we needed that you know in this day and age when you have these just giant i say giant teams but big groups it's hard to be a true independent uh, unless you have rogers level of money and, and experience and all that so uh, i think today we just saw pratt and miller was yeah. sold for 15 million there's a good uh you see mclaren just sold a, a chunk of their business to uh, an american company um, this is not uncommon what we're doing here. Yeah. And, and I, I think we're a little, a step ahead on it. Sure. Well, and, and just to recap for those who don't necessarily know the serious connection and all that. So we met with you in 2016 as the owner of Mike Shank racing MSR. Yeah. And then that converted yeah. to Meyer Shank racing. Not that much longer after that, a year later or so. Um, because Jim Meyer is, is one of the key stakeholders at Sirius XM. That's right. And, yep. uh, and so therefore this sort of windfall of other opportunities from that, is that a sort of a networking game where that, a guy who yeah, knows people yeah. then knows people who can also come to the track, they get excited. They want to be part of this. Yeah. Not only do they, does he know people, but people are dead loyal to him. Really? Right. He has helped so many people in so many ways that, um, you know, we're, we're super lucky that I, I don't know. We just got lucky. I'm, we, we've worked hard, took chances and all that American stuff, you know, but um, you, you got to make, you just got to get lucky too, just like in racing. Once you have to have some luck, and with Jim, it was um, just incredible. Now you got to, you know, Jim doesn't pay to keep this business alive. This business has to survive on what it produces. It hunts, kills, we eat, right? I mean, so uh, we, you know, but he puts us in a position that we can sell deals, put partnerships together, B two B stuff, um, and you know, we have long term deals with Honda and. Um, in Liberty and, you know, hopefully we'll extend with Sirius and AutoNation and you right. know, we're working on that. Now. So he was able to help out maybe with say initial capital, but then at that point, his network and influence is where you've, you've really benefited. Uh, yeah. Not only that, but just sit in a room with him when we're negotiating. Like he, no, he's the guy that, you know, did Howard Stern's contract. Yes. Yeah. He did it. Uh, he's been working on it for a year. Right. And just to, just to sit in meetings with him for me, uh, there are so many things I, I truly didn't understand and know about contractual things and uh, how to carry yourself at a meeting. And, and just, uh, he's just taught me a ton in that regard. I was really short on a lot of that. So, and you know, he loves the Indy car side. He's grown to love the sports car side. Uh, sports car for me is the backbone of the business and, and how we really got to where we're at. The Indy car stuff really Jim helped put together and made it happen. You've been an Ohio racing guy your whole life. Yeah. How hard was it for those first couple of meetings to sit in there and act like you know what's going on? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I just know. Like, what? I, huh? <laughs> Who asked right. that? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. What was your question? I did, that was it. That was it. I mean, was there any like, uh-huh, right? You know, did, uh, did, you, did you talk about uh, peeling back the onion? Totally blue sky. Did you blue sky it? No. No, I, I don't know. I think, I don't know. Some of those, you know, you're talking about IndyCar, right? What? Yeah, any meeting. Like, if, if Jim Meyer's like, come with me, I want you to see how this serious board meeting works. Like, do you have to sit there like... It's kind of like that, except I, I, you know, actually, well, listen, I, I, I feel it, it's some urge to put some point into the meeting, like bring something to the right. freaking table. Yeah. But then I just, I start talking and then Jim just takes over. I'm like, yep. got it. I got it. <laughs> okay, so I, I picture a guy like Jim Meyer, he's obviously like a big wig, so... Uh, how much scotch or bourbon does he drink every day in his office, like in every movie you ever see? 
And listen, we like, let me put it to you this way. We, one of the favorite things for him and I to do is, and, and, and I'm telling you, Ryan, if you walk it to the, at the end of each day at the speedway after practice, we sit out front and drink beer and sit in chairs, just like two old people Yeah. and talk about the day, what we got to do. We love, you know, it, it's beer and wine for us mostly. Um, he drinks the shittiest Chardonnay you can possibly <laughs> yes. have. Yes. Over ice, over ice. Cup over ice. ice. Oh, yeah. he, he and my mom yeah. could hang out. Yeah. No, I'm serious. He, he, you know, and we, we're, you know, we could, we easily eat Applebee's, you know, it's not a problem. <laughs> you guys getting riblets or what? What's the deal? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But he, he thinks it's great. So we yeah. got it. That's awesome. When you go to a meeting with him, are you wearing, do you, like, are you wearing a Mike Shank team shirt or do you put a suit on since it's, you know, it's Jimmy? No, I, I don't wear, I just wear, you know, button down shirt. I've been to a couple at Sirius with him. Um, he commands the room. Yeah. Uh, you walk in. I mean, he literally, it's just an incredible thing to see, actually. Does he and, point, um, does he point and say, you go? No, but he does drop some F-bombs and, oh, you know, okay. and shit like that. Has he ever called the secretary uh, and said, get me somebody? And get me somebody while I'm waiting. <laughs> no, I haven't okay. heard that. I haven't heard that. All right. I've, How many people follow him across the office? With, like, notepads and, and – Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you get the image. Uh, yeah, has a couple assistants. But, you know, honestly, he's getting ready to retire. He's done at the oh, end wow. of the summer. Huh. All right. He'll stay on the board. He'll stay on the board, though. He's on a couple boards for um, – Liberty owned charter communication and he'll stay on the board there, stay on the board at Sirius. Um, he's made them a lot sure. of money since he's been CEO since 2012. They love him there and uh, there's good reason. And I would, it'd be, it's a tough act sure. to follow Jim. Yeah. As a CEO. Now, was he a lifelong racing guy? Yeah. 30, you know, he moved to Indianapolis in 1979 or 80 and, uh, and worked for, um, RCA. Okay. And eventually ended up running RCA in Indianapolis uh, and then retired from that. And then his buddy, Mel Carmazan, I think it was Mel, took over, you know, did the serious thing. And and uh, he went and helped them in sales and they eventually put him up in uh, uh, running the place. But he uh, he tried to retire once, didn't work. But he's but they always had a 30 year tradition of going to the Indy 500. With oh, this. Cool. And it ended up being a whole family thing like it is for a lot of people that are in central Indiana, you know. They, their families, families have always gone to, to the race or partied out in the Coke lot or, you know, something like that. And it's a, it's a tradition as much as going to a Notre Dame football game, Ohio State football game. It's the same thing or Kentucky Derby. And, um, and they, and they, they get together and they, they just had tons of fun, tons of friends. And that there's a group of them, group of them that, uh, that uh, got together and uh, helped Jack the first year, put a little yeah, money yeah. in the pot, and uh, helped him get to Indy in 2017 a little bit. So uh, that that relationship grew from there, you know. So the, this, and I don't want to get too much into racing or speak too much about the 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 nuts and bolts of it, but you're speaking to something that I feel like we're missing a lot when it comes to sponsorship. So he's not a sponsor per se; he's an investor and a, and, and a team owner. But yep. he. I'm a big believer that right now, if we're going to purely, whether it's IndyCar or sports car or pretty much any form of motorsport, if we're going to compete with other forms of advertising, it's a tough thing to sell because there's a million ways you can spend your money and there's a million metrics that don't necessarily require the same capital and so on and so forth. What's going to sell somebody to get involved in the sport that has the capacity with a company or with a board or whatever is the fact that it's cool and they want to be there. That's right. And he's a perfect example of that to me. that's right. Well, and usually one of the top three positions are a motorhead. Right. 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 They have a Porsche. They have an NSX. They have something cool right. in the garage. They go to the track. They get jacked, all jacked up with their families. They get backstage access. It gets them enthused. Uh, then we start going down the aisles. You know, what can we do to help their business? Are there people that they want to do business that are with us? Uh, can we put them together? Um, Sirius and Auto Nation are exactly that. Auto Nation buy a lot of Sirius XM product, you know, uh, for their dealerships. And this this is why I get so hung up on PR and marketing from a sort of benign standpoint, which is if we keep walking in fear, guys like this don't get excited. Um, whereas I don't care if you're on the performance side of, of a race team, on the marketing side of a race team, series management, whatever. The second we start losing sight 
of, oh, we don't want to do this because it's too edgy or whatever it is, the second we start losing sight of what keeps people there and what makes them happy to be there, that's when we start losing mm -hmm. guys like this. That's exactly right. So, and that comes in a couple different forms. So traditional races like the Indy 500 or the Long yeah. Beach Grand Prix uh, are events, just not races. So there are other things to do there besides watching the cars go in circles um, is important. And for us, you know, for us, our, our, our biggest success with marketing partners have always come from getting people to get experiences that they can't buy, meaning backstage access, dinners and, and, and get togethers outside the track. Um, that's when our true success happens. Um, uh, those dinners on Friday nights have just been so good for us. Uh, when we bring us and the drivers and, and we sit next to someone, we talk all night. It's just happens to turn out. I was talking to CMO, CMO right. the whole night and right. I didn't even know it. Right. And, and those, there's the relationships get built. But that comes specifically and, because you have a guy like him bringing those people to the dinner. You can't just cultivate that out well, of nowhere. If you, if you think about it, you think about it this way. What what was, you know, Michael Shank Racing really lacking compared to, I mean, among many things, but you think about Roger. Roger has his own sponsorship network within his giant business, right? And he can generate his own internal dollars from castor oil that are in their case shell that wants to pour oil at all of his Penske dealerships, right? It's easy. It's self, self fulfilling. Right. And, and so we were missing that bit. And that's what Jim, you know, really helped me with and helped the, the race team with is to, to help build relationships, which brought Liberty and gives us a much broader uh, group to support us back us and, and maybe internally feed potentially. Now, just to throw out some business advice, as you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. Um, if you own the copper penny, right? Yeah, that would be one more company you could yep. leverage. Yep, for sponsorship. I, I, yeah, you could. Yeah, you I could. could pull a couple bucks out every night there from them. Still, yeah. That's, yep. there you go. So if you're if you're can you imagine after my eight, summers would be oh my summers would be miserable. Those people fighting and drinking and carrying on. Oh my <laughs> lord! Not as important as our entertainment, sir. Yeah, it'd be fun. Just roll the camera. Just roll the camera. So we. Uh, we don't really know a lot about Jack Harvey. He's kind of a quieter dude with social media and, and things like that, but he strikes me as a pretty cool character. So give us some Jack Harvey insight for the fans that don't really get to follow him or see him up close. Yeah. You know, Jack, Jack has followed a pretty, pretty traditional route. I mean, he did, you know, formula three, uh, British formula three won that championship in maybe 2012 mm -hmm. or something like that. Did a couple of years of Indy Light, finished second both years. He did that, and he had different ways he funded that to get it done. His dad and mom are super hard. They own their own steel, this kind of steel fabrication company in uh, kind of the north central part of, of England. Um, dad dad is, uh, works his ass off every day, shucking steel, yeah. um, super dedicated to racing. Go-kart, did the whole step, was a BRDC, whatever that is, <laughs> you know, uh, Kid, rising star. Yeah. England. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Only the top honor for a young yeah. driver every year. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, then he came over here and had, and had some success. But after two years of Indy Lights, and he finished second both years in the championship, he just, you know, it just kind of was dying on the yeah. vine, right? And I think he, I think he, like a lot, a lot happened to a lot of people. So he took matters in his own hand and, and started creating relationships and, you know, building relationships around the city of Indianapolis, basically. And that's what literally has put him to, to, to where he's at today. Now he absolutely deserves the opportunities getting right now. He, he paid his dues. He won championships. He's won Indy light races. He's almost won those championships and um, is a very loyal, hardworking person. And that, and that's hard in this, in this business. I mean, he stuck with me and I stuck with him and we just kind of kept going down this road and, 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 and came up with some goals and, and, and hit them. Um, we didn't, you know, this was our first full year. Of course, COVID kind of screwed it all up. But uh, upside, um, we uh, were fifth in qualifying overall for the season, wow. meaning wow. our average That's was awesome. P5, which is That's really awesome. great. Yeah. But we didn't get the yeah. finishes. But we didn't get the finishes, though, right, for a variety of reasons. And, and we could go on forever about that. It doesn't matter. But uh, certainly the potential is there to be very, very good. And IndyCar is so incredibly tough as a driver because all the cars are so close yeah. nowadays. Um, not a lot of big disparity in 
damper packages and aero programs, all that's kind of gone because of the specness, yep, yep, right, yep. of the car. So it really comes down to a driver. And these cars are really tricky, alive. You know, you kind of back them into corners, right? They're always a little free on entry. And that's disconcerting that, you know, 200 <laughs> miles an hour, right? So, <laughs> and, uh, but, but, but having said that, Jack has done a good job of figuring this out. Um, he works hard at it. Again, he deserves it. Um, there is no reason why he can't finish in the top five or six in the championship with a couple W's, maybe four or five podiums, um, and maybe a poll. We'd like to have a poll. So um, well, I look forward to it. I, I, I just this is a big year for both he and I because we're in a renewal year, both of us. And so you know what that means. I mean, it's like no holds, right? Just go get it. When you look in his eyes, do you hear harps? What's that? Do you hear harps when you look in his eyes? Uh, I've not heard harps. I've not heard harps. Is that that's a weird question? Do doves fly out from behind him? That does happen. The the, the ladies love him. I was sure. gonna say, in my head, he walks into a team dinner. He's deliberately late, just so you can hear the silence from everyone right, in like, the room. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Now that has happened. Yeah, that I that right. I have seen that. So actually. day one, when he shows up at the at the at the shop or whatever, do you just punch him in the face? right away, like prison rules, let them know that you are still the main guy here that's going to be pulling ass. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need to do that. I actually need to. So you, got, you got to take him down a peg or two, tell him to shave yeah. that, that. He's always got that, like, couple-day fuzz that I'm trying yeah. I'm yeah. trying to do, and it doesn't work at all, but he looks amazing. Right. Yeah, Basically, he's, what he's, I'm saying is your driver's a real yeah. piece of So – yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least you brought in another really unattractive, ugly, talentless dude with Helio to kind of back him up. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's been interesting. That's been, <laughs> you know, that's been fun having him around. He drove for us at Daytona in 2007, and at DP we ran Sam Hornish and him that year uh, with Oz and mm -hmm. Mark Patterson, and uh, so I've known him since then. And uh, you know, we had a lot of tough choices to make. You know, we knew we were going to have this part-time program. And, and I, I was kind of leaning toward wanting to help a young kid out, which I can really sympathize with. And um, uh, we decided to go the other way. And it, it was a lot yeah. to do with giving Jack the most I could also when we go yeah. to, meaning who could actually help Jack's program. No, no bullshit. I mean, that's how we look at it, right? And we decided to try this. So uh, Hilly has been great. He is the most excited 45-year-old I know to go drive race cars. And uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. We are building him a car that is an exact twin. I mean, exact mm -hmm. twin to Jack's. No expense spared. So, right. When those two meet, will it be like Hansel and Derek Zoolander? No, they had dinner last Wednesday, actually. It was, real, it was good. It was excellent. Who, who paid? Uh, Jim Meyer paid. <laughs> Big man. Big man. <laughs> He said, Shank, I'm really disappointed. I was the only one drinking. I said, I know I couldn't. I was in I was in Daytona at the DPI test. So uh, he took care of that. And uh, I'm glad I wasn't there. He and I would have been faced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elio would have had to drive us home. Right, right. That's excellent. So uh, when you mentioned you could have helped a little kid out or, or like a younger kid trying to, trying to get a ride, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean is recently obsessed with Oliver Askew. Yeah. Very recently, like last twenty four hours recently. Yeah, that's pretty recent. Yeah, yeah it's really recent. Um, okay. Was he was he on the list? Like, who who are yeah. you looking at? Was he the yeah. guy? Yeah. Well, he's definitely one of them. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we talked to him quite a bit. Um, we'll keep it our. We're not done, by the way. Just not in twenty one, right? Right. So right. Who knows what the future will hold? I'm. You know, he's going to drive for Bill Riley at Daytona. He he was testing with us with Bill. You know, I'm keep I'm talking to Bill. How'd he do? Yeah. You know. Certainly had a lot of people where I call me about him that yeah. couple of weeks we were trying to decide. A lot of a lot of people stepped up and vouched for him, right? Were and, you turned uh, off on the fact he was silver and you really want a gold? No, that did not that didn't really? affect my world at all. Interesting. And it was glorious. And by the way, it was glorious not to even talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean recently found out that that whole thing. Uh, I didn't know that till last night and I lost my mind. Well, you know, those silver-rated IndyCar drivers, you know, they, yeah. they'll come yeah, good they one day. They sneak in there. They sneak yeah. in rascally. <laughs> They're rascally. They get in there. <laughs> so speaking of Bill Riley, we did a, uh, a quick chat with him last night, kind of a catch-up, see how things are going with him. And yeah. we have a pass-along question from Bill 
for you, which well, is yeah. he's got a two-parter for you. This Pretty will be great. N- not nothing too crazy, but uh, the first one was what was your most fun year of motor racing? Not necessarily the most successful, but the most fun, and why was it the most fun? Well, so in 1997, I drove his Riley IndyCar, and it <laughs> ruined my driving career. I never like drove. Was... <laughs> I never drove another fucking car, and I'm I'm almost guarantee you that's what he's talking about. Right? There is a great no. podcast about this. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, no, I've had I've had some I, I've had some great times. I I think you know I think back uh, uh, about the 2012 year when we won the Rolex. You know that that year was really a great year and um i don't know and, and by the way you know i've spent 12 of my years in sports car you know exclusively exclusively buying stuff from bill riley so he's <laughs> four or five million dollars off me so. so not most successful year but funnest year i mean it could yeah, be yeah, fun like well, I mean, toyota atlantic yeah well that's right see you're going way back i'm now, just saying yeah. like it's fun so year. Just a year you, like, that was a great question. fun year yeah. I got it. 1996, I ran a Swift DB4 in what was called the C2 Championship of Toyota Atlantic. Yeah. So yeah. the older car, it's all I could afford, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and we, we we won that championship, which and, wasn't. And you were the driver. And I was a driver. Right. But I got to drive tracks like Toronto, Three Rivers, Montreal, uh, tracks that I had never been to before. And we did well on them, and I had to learn them immediately. And, man, I thought I was pretty good after that. As it turns out, I was not pretty good. I was average at best. Uh, the story will be written that way. So, um, but it was a lot of fun. And, um, uh, and a lot of people that had helped me get to that point got to enjoy that, which is always pretty cool, you know? Yeah. All right. Second question from Mr. William P. Riley. What's the worst hotel you've ever stayed at? Racing hotel. Oh man. I, you know what it was? And, and it was just the last time I was there and it's closed now. It's the Kenilworth at Sebring. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty the, bad. The last year was there. Um, uh, the door wouldn't close, so my door was cracked open the whole night, you know. <laughs> and and uh, the of course, I mean, just in that now the place is there still, but you know, it's all boarded up now. Probably, right. probably the Kenilworth had some bad motel sixes along the way, but uh, pretty crappy. Th- those are the questions he asked me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, that's terrible. All right, so. I was going to say, our next, our next chat will be with a former driver of yours, Mr. Yep. Andy Lally. Yep, yep. And if you had a pass-along question for him, we'll go ahead and jot that down now. I, I would love to know – well, two quick two things. First of all, the NASCAR period of his life, the, the first time with, with – uh, was it with um, – uh, We don't need to say the name. Yes. <laughs> yes, okay, it was. Yeah, Buckler, Buckler. Uh, I'd like to know if he ever got to get in during that phase. Did he get to go test – any top line equipment at the time to kind of a b it compared to what he had that'd be one thing we can answer that right now okay and then secondly did he ever did he ever get to drive an indy car at all test an indy car in his pathway i just wonder if he ever got a shot at it i have a ton of time for andy he and i i think get along really well and um and work well pretty well together he turned me down by the way after in the the end of 2017 that's right. He yeah. threw me down. Let that be on the record. So, yep. 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 So kind of on that same path real quick, uh, we, we talked a little bit with uh, Bill last night about Twitter beefs. And, uh, you know, obviously you have uh, Catherine Legg in your stable, who is a, yeah. uh, you know, pro racer. And, uh, and Bill had another pro racer named Ben Keating. <laughs> yeah. And they got a little fired up. And obviously you and and Bill, like you mentioned, you guys have done millions of dollars in business together over the <laughs> yeah. years. And then you've got his gentleman driver screaming in, in, in a most enjoyable way for us on social media about one of your pros. Yeah. What, what's your side of that when that's going on? How are you handling that from your standpoint when it happens? Oh, God. You're just digging right in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what you signed up for. You know who we are. That was a, that was a tough one. Um, that was a tough one. Um, uh, I'll, I'll say this: you know, it didn't affect Bill and I at all. How's that? One sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's nice uh, deflection. That's yeah. an answer of a guy who's lasted. Yes, correct. <laughs> so, so it didn't affect us at all to this day. Um, I thought I thought Ben was way out of line. Oh, and, weird. Um, Wouldn't um, have seen that coming. Well, I just I just felt it was outside of. Uh, 
he said some things to us that you guys didn't get to see, um, unfortunately, that were were just really, you know, not good for me. Kind of changing a little bit. One of the things that we talked to Bill about yesterday was when he expanded to – he gave us a really good illustration of the reality of the sport, which is you can, from the outside looking in, be very, very healthy and make one sort of adventurous move to expand – and it can be really bad. Um, so in his case, you know, the, the design and the build of the prototype program that they did a few years ago, it didn't go well. And we just learned last night that, you know, really up until about last year, he was still dealing with, with complications that came from that. Um, right. you, when you sat down with us on the first episode, we talked about you being in a similar spot years ago. Um, as the Atlantic program started to shut her down. That's right. Luckily, you, you had some partners and, and guys that came in. And, and when we sat down with you in 2016, yeah. it was coming at a really good time. You know, you'd just come off of sort of a one-car program where you had a very reliable driver that was, was helping to cover the bills and somebody that you could depend on. You're going into effectively a factory program with, you know, with obviously a company like HPD that was very easy to deal with. Cutting to four years later, um, there's you got a lot of fingers and a lot of pots right now. How is somebody like Mary Beth with each one of these decisions? Yeah, she's she probably can hear you from in there right now. Yeah. Uh, it's been tough. I mean, you know, we had a pretty good we had a pretty good deal, right? With we had ten years with John Pugh, you know, right. and we we didn't have we didn't have excessive amount of money. We had enough to do with the job decently and make a reasonable living, right? And it got kind of comfortable. You know right. what I mean? A hundred percent know what you mean. And some of the entrepreneurial stuff where I want to grow, I want to be bigger, I want to do things, you know, kind of, we're good, right? We got a good life. Right. We, we live on a lake. We can, you know, travel some and, and all that stuff, right? But the, the bottom line is, that, you know, there were still some things that I felt like I wanted to do in the sport, um, specifically, you know, at the top levels of sports car and also on the IndyCar series. Yeah. And uh, we just hadn't got to them yet. And I hadn't figured out a way how we could get to them. And suddenly um, there came opportunities to kind of get in there, right? right? And those opportunities led to other opportunities, hence Jim Meyer, Liberty Media, so on and so forth, right? I think the whole key for us has been her conservatism in, in general. My, right. She's ultra conservative. So when I say I need these $100,000 shock absorbers, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Or I need another truck and trailer, or I need you know something like this. Yeah. I think that mentality uh, has has um, built our company, right? And it also has led to some the led to the correct decisions at the right at the right time for us. Critical decision going from Toyota Atlantic was with Jim France, right? Critical uh, yeah. going from you know uh, Daytona prototype to when we went to P two. Critical. You know, keeping John Pugh. That's what it took for me to keep John Pugh. Going from P2 to the NSX program because I couldn't get the DPI program. Got the GTD program, got the DPI program. You know, it's just been these very carefully thought out conservative steps. Um, And and by the way, of course, we've made tons of mistakes and lost money at different things. But um, we always try to get paid up front. At least a big chunk of it up front, and not let yeah. people get out in front of us who owe us money. Yep, right. It's been another thing, which is always a trick for whether it's me or Bill or. But in Peter car Bill. racing, that is so hard to do. Like it's easy to for anybody listening. It's easy to say that and be like, "Well, yeah." But man, sometimes <laughs> but there's that not, that, yeah. that well, carrot. It's because we, it's yeah. because we want to go race, right? right like exactly. so, we want to go to the track. Right. So if it's an inkling that we think we might get the fifty grand next week, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and take a flyer on this and put it right. on the credit. Exactly. That stick is and so there, easy to wave. And they, yeah, they, so that's, therein starts the tailspin yep. all the way down, right? And uh, and I think that's where my wife has helped you, me, you know, like just stay. Now we're a lot bigger than we used to be now. Now we're, you know, it's a different animal now, but um, um, uh, the same principles, we still try to apply them as much as we can. We're, it's kind of a monster that needs fed now, um, but we still try to deal with those basic principles. And I think with Bill, you know, Bill probably was, trying to do the same thing right with the prototype program uh, when they got going right mm-hmm. some doesn't work out you know yep so left to your own devices you think you might be a little bit more likely to 
get yourself out of shape if she wasn't there going, no, 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 this isn't the right thing, or let's wait and see what this does. Well, early on, especially. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I've been, it's been kind of kicked into me now where I have a lot of it naturally now, (laughs) but um, yeah, I'd say early on, it'd be a big problem just because it's so easy to go into debt in this sport. Right. Uh, You know, it just, or, you know. Right. Yeah. Now this is projection um, because I, can, I only have my own experience to, to go off of, but uh, um, was Mary Beth a race fan prior? No. See, th- no. I think this is actually one of the keys because my, my business partner, who is a dude that I'm not married to, um, but uh, he's not a race fan at all. And so I might have these flights of fancy and motorsports of programs I wanna get involved with or willing to work for a lesser rate yeah, because this yeah, is a cool right. thing and yeah. he could give it <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? um and i feel like this could be a critical ingredient with all of these is having that person who doesn't get starry-eyed by so-and-so right dangling this nugget in front of you yeah that, that's exactly that's that's almost it to a t i guess we all have that i suppose you know so so uh obviously 2020 the pandemic year it's been uh pretty crazy right I personally started watching a couple of new TV shows. I'm curious if you guys started watching anything that you hadn't before to uh, pass the time. Any any binging or? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, you know, so for me, and, and it took me, I would say six episodes to really get it going. There's a couple, but Yellowstone for me was just the best show I'd seen in a long time. Yellowstone was good. And I actually, I also like um, The Crown. So yeah. that's my little bit of Jack serving me. I watched The Crown a little bit yeah. too. Yeah, uh, you good. know what I like to do? What I like to do mostly, is, I don't know, I like to watch old World War II stuff on a documentary stuff. And so I'll sit down and watch, I'll binge that stuff easy, you know, when my yeah. wife goes to bed and stuff. So you um, have me. But I, I certainly love Yellowstone a lot. I really, really love it. And, you know, my wife's got me watching all the real wives of, or the real housewives of wherever, too. So sure. you know, is, is there one? Is there one particularly like bad, guilty pleasure that your wife loves that you don't want to admit to liking that you like? Yeah, probably, you know, like, um, yeah, like the Orange County Housewives. Like, yeah, that's hard to admit. But I also like Below below Deck. Yes! Below Deck's good. Below Below Deck is good. That is, that is, have you guys done 90 Day Fiance yet? Have not. We've just changed your life. Oh, Mike, 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 Mike. It's so bad. It's so bad. You got to do it. It's good and terrible. 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. It is, it is perfect hotel viewing. We we're also obsessed with uh, Undercover Boss. Sean and I started watching that this year on our on our road trip, and we, we like yeah. to th- consider like, could you Undercover Boss your team somehow? <laughs> like, would it be oh, possible no. for you to come in as like the, you know, I'm Skip. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think so, man. I, I they would they would snip my my mannerisms are too like locked in. They would know it. <laughs> Plus, my OCD, my OCD is just horrendous. I so. kind of want to do it just to <laughs> see the reaction. Like, yeah, you're Mike. What are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. stop, stop, dude. Like, I'm trying to build these shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Just like Penske yeah. does. Um, <laughs> right. By the way, they're gonna uh, they're gonna think our running joke is Yellowstone, Ryan. Yeah, I was just thinking that because Bill Riley like loves Yellowstone too. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I never yeah. I'm not talked to him about. It. Yeah, it was yeah. a recurring like one of our guests on the on the on our Amazon show that you didn't mention. Um, <laughs> one of one of our guests, <laughs> one of our guests on that like was emphatic about Yellowstone, and it came up a couple of times. Um, yeah, I think our next guest is probably going to kill that because there's no way he's going to mention Yellowstone. He doesn't have the patience for that. Who's that? Lally. Lally. There's hey, no I'm way he watches Yellowstone. Yeah, it's gonna be like milfs on the beach. That's my new yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> and something that makes me smart. Anything with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Now I sound smart. <laughs> I just watched him the other day. He had a special on the other day. Yeah, no, it's yeah. good. The Cosmos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you go on YouTube journeys? Because we've got a recommendation for you. Uh, uh, mine is probably different. I watch. Um, I, I, the, the one YouTube thing that I love is one of the inlets down by Jupiter, Florida that we watched. Oh. All they do is videotape boats coming in and out. The, or the, the It's not Jupiter Inlet. What is it? It's uh, There's another inlet down there. Yeah. I am obsessed with watching people captain their boat through rough sea. I, I don't know what it is. So World War II videos and watching people dock boats. All they're doing is stuffing their boats in. It's, real, it's a real rough inlet, right? And they just yeah. stuff their noses in, and it's hilarious. <laughs> So I watch it. I just see you like sitting there eating chips, 
And they're like, yeah, Mike, we got a uh, uh, Cash and is on the phone again. He's really wanting to get this thing buttoned up. You're like, yeah, yeah, busy. I'm busy. It's, it's raining down there today, guys. <laughs> poor, visi- poor visibility. Bad, I'm going to be busy bad, for the whole afternoon. Hollover in- all over, all over Inlet. That's the name. All right. Anyways, go ahead. Can we make some recommendations? Go ahead. Go ahead. I want you to YouTube search Sovereign Citizens. <laughs> Ryan knows what I'm talking about. We, we sustained a seven-week road trip on two YouTube searches. Sovereign Citizens is a huge thing for us now. All right, I'm, part of, I'm writing it down here. Sovereigns, yeah. I'm, see, taking notes. Big part of our trip this year. Big part of my okay. big part yeah. of my 2020 was learning about sovereign citizenship. Do you know about sovereign citizens? No, I have no idea. So they are people who believe, for some reason, that they can use public roads, but not abide by public laws. Really? And so there's, and it's like a whole community that's growing. And so there is now that we have a lot more body cams. There is an insane explosion of cop body cams trying to explain to sovereign citizens that, no, they they have to fix their taillight yeah. and losing their goddamn minds at how noncompliant yeah. people are. Right. I can't see. Yeah. You have to have insurance, okay. sir, and All a right. license. Yeah. And they'll literally say, no, I'm traveling, sir. Yeah, it almost never. I, I would say what we see like one video where the guy gets away with it. Okay. I don't know if they got away with it, but the cops just were, the cops gave up. Basically. Yeah, it's just like fine. Like, All right, just it's go. Just, I, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, but then the other nine hundred yeah. videos we watched were broken windows, tears. It was excellent. Yeah. yeah I can't watch that. I got it. Now I feel like we're going to be on our next road trip, and we're going to be watching this boat inlet. <laughs> <laughs> like I wonder if Shank. Yeah, I wonder if Shank saw that guy. That Boston Whaler didn't make it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly what it's all good. The best, the best is when they lose power right in the middle of it. Oh my god, <laughs> the humanity, the humanity. Yeah, and meanwhile, Jim Jim Meyer's on hold. He's like, "What's taking so long?" Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. The other thing you have to do on a YouTube search. Jeremy DeWitt, D-E-W-I-T-T-E. Okay. He has this weird affliction where he impersonates cops and he won't stop. Yeah. And he's not too far from like Daytona. He's in Dade County, I think. Yeah. And so you can... That's not legal, is it? No. (laughs) So basically, you can be a licensed police escort, or a licensed like funeral funeral escort, right? Was that the deal? Right. You can be a licensed funeral escort, and and if you're doing your job and actually escorting a funeral, you can drive like an asshole if you're marshalling people. Like you can run stoplights and stuff if you're marshalling people. And he's on a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, he's on a motorcycle. What you can't do is have lights, fake cop uniform. Um, he literally has a squirt gun with pepper spray that he yeah, calls his he, non-lethal. Yeah, and it oh and it looks God. exactly like a handgun. I mean, it's like movie quality. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. there's hours of footage of this guy on body cams losing his mind, and Sean and I are obsessed with it. And now you will you will be too. You'll yeah, welcome, Mike. You I promise out. you. Next indie car test. Yeah. All right, you got it. But it'll cool. sovereign citizen videos. Without getting into politics, might give you some perspective on the day-to-day life of a police officer. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah check for, it sure. Out for sure. Yeah. All right. So we sat down with you in 2016 in October, and I guess my selfish question is: Has dinner with racers done anything for you? Made my life a lot better. No, it not Oh yeah. <laughs> he just went right for it. What's <laughs> just just gonna say vagaries? No, listen. Now, the best party, I'm telling you, I, I started with this at the beginning of this chat here. You know, it, I, I love it when people come up to me and they know the copper penny. And, yeah. and I'm telling you, 100 people have done it, if not, yeah. you know, more. Especially yeah. since it's going to be your bar. I actually love, that's why I do it with you guys. No, not because of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love that part of it, the connection. And, you know, that's why I like calling in. So, yeah. Cool. So what's the uh, yeah. what would what would twenty twenty Mike Shank say to twenty fifteen Mike Shank that you didn't expect? It's all going to be okay. Yeah, it's always for me money. I always worry about money. Do we have enough? And I I I, I, I got to tell you, I remember specifically going to a Tesla concert October of twenty fourteen, a little bit before you said okay, end of twenty fourteen. John Pugh told me, Mike, I'm done. He calls me to officially say I'm done. 
and, and we have nothing. We have 10 full-time people and no gig. Yeah. And I was on this way to this concert and I had to sit through it and it was pure torture. Right. Uh, if you know, to go from that moment to where we're at today with, you know, 45 people working and uh, you know, a new shop being built. I mean, it, it's just, it's America. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's America. And um, uh, I, I don't even know what, I mean, I, I don't know. I would just say it would be okay. You're going to be fine. Just put your head down, you know, and work, just work. <laughs> and uh, I would have loved to have heard that then. It would, That'd have been great. <laughs> so when we sat down with you, it was October 2016. The it was the last year of your your, your John Pugh program. So yeah. that very reliable private money was basically drying up. Yeah. You, by this point, you'd already I don't know if it was public, but we'd all knew you were you were moving on yeah. to your yeah. your NSX program, which for 2017 was fully and publicly factory run. Um, That's right. So it wasn't like the the business was in a bad shape. It was a whole new program and a very scary scenario because now it's a factory deal where you have to perform. Uh, yeah. How? Yeah. What? Here. What didn't we know at that time as far as your fear factor? Um. Well, the pressure. You know, it's a different pressure. So we're switching from a pro am kind of driver setup where there's always kind of something not. You know, there are always issues on the track and stuff like that. To listen. You told us what it taught. You told us what it would take to do this at the highest level. Here's the money to do it, and why aren't you delivering? Right. And, and there's no, you know, there's no pointing fingers. It points right back at yourself. So, you know, it took us a couple of races to get going. Um, I remember coming out of Coda, which is early in that year, and we're, we, you know, we we had messed up Long Beach on a strategy standpoint. Didn't run great at Coda, um, and then we uh, we got to Detroit. Uh, and we had gone to a seven post test and, and, and went to Detroit and Andy and Catherine just kicked up or uh, yeah, kicked everyone's ass. And, uh, and we won the next two, two races, I think in a row. And now I'm like, all right, I, we can do this. Let's just settle down here and kind of get back to what we know um, and go from there. And then, you know, so the first year in the championship, we finished fourth with Andy and Kat. The second year uh, we finished second by one point with uh, Alvaro and Kat. And the third year we won, and the fourth year we won. So I'm I'm really proud of what we could do with that car and um, and the Evo kit that helped it a lot. And, um, and you know, and it's still going to run. You know, it, it'll still have some success. So you got two big racing programs. We're a month out from the marquee race of one of them. Yeah. Um, Daytona 24 this year, high level, really cool prototype program, super stud driver lineup. Yeah. What uh, when we listened to this on the Monday after? How'd you do? uh really really well i hope really well and um um these guys these the three we had three of our four drivers drive at the test we we're at and they're all within a half a tenth of each other literally <laughs> and it's meaty and right. i mean it's just it, and it just um listen i think you know the car is a complicated car but we, we got to do the basics and uh it's not you know it's not won the rolex before and that's a, of utmost importance for us and the wayne taylor group so We'll see. All right, month of May. How does that go? Uh, now that's going to be interesting. We're uh, we're really digging deep. We're building our 500 cars as we speak right now. Actually, wow, that far and, out. Uh, both, yeah, we're body fitting the hell out of them right now, and uh, uh, they're both going to get uh, extensively tested before it gets to the 500. And uh, we're just trying to fill it. You know, we finished ninth last year, which is the best we've ever done there. Um, didn't yeah. qualify real well, but had a pretty good race actually. And, uh, I'm really happy with how kind of Jack has progressed there and, uh, uh, pit stops were pretty good. I mean, we had a, we had a good race and, um, we, you know, this is what we do this for is that race. So we're just going to keep throwing stuff out of here and try to, you know, you look at the qualifying lap that Marco did, which was just spectacular. I just yeah. can't tell you how impressive that lap, those laps were. Uh, and that he struggled in the race. I mean, it's just yep. it's just so incredibly hard. Um, so we're you know, listen, we're we're gonna give it everything we got to give Elio and Jack an opportunity to do well. And if you know, listen, if by God one of them win, or if we could be part of Elio's fourth win, that's yeah. just epic big for everybody. You know. So. so let's make a bet with you right now. If you win the five hundred, you have to buy the copper penny. Oh, yeah, right, right. Hopefully it's sold by <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't a no. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's a no. Before the 10, you, 
you win the 500, you certainly uh, have a lot more money afterward. Right. Correct. Awesome. How do we turn Dan Cameron into a son of a bitch? He doesn't say a whole lot. It's I know. I'm really <laughs> determined to make him evil as <laughs> and I just don't know how to do it. Yeah. It's a little, just a little tricky, you know. I don't, you know, it'd it's be good. I don't know. Has he been? So you did, all, you did an episode with him? No, no. we've done some stuff God, with no. him. No, uh, we've we've done some stuff. He's been in like our our iRacing stuff, and we've done some like he's been some of our video segments. Like he's he's yeah. down to do whatever we want, but we're not having him on until we know we can completely destroy him. Right. <laughs> and we're trying to find that. We're just we're just we're digging. We're trying to find these chinks in the armor but, to really go for. We need evil to come out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think you're gonna dig a hole for a lot. I heard that he's uh, completely open that COVID is a hoax. Can you confirm that for us? <laughs> it's possible. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Possible. You heard it here. Get that cranked up. Get yeah. cranked up. Yeah. Dan Cameron, <laughs> COVID's fake. Is he actually <laughs> QAnon? It's what we heard. Yeah. What's that? Dane Cameron is actually QAnon. It's just what we heard. He is. He, <laughs> is. he mentioned this in solely any of your him. Briefs. Yeah. Solely him. <laughs> That's funny. That would that'd be funny. Yeah, I mean, now that he doesn't have the Penske thing anymore, we can really start screwing with him. Yeah, yeah, because for me, I don't. You know, it doesn't matter. He drives for Shank now. That really doesn't matter. <laughs> Mike, Mike's gonna help us get him. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, I don't know. I, I uh, hell, I don't hardly know him yet. No one does. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's a smart kid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. You All had right. enough. See ya. Well, sober, sober you, yeah. Like if you were getting some drinks going, we fire this thing up, start recording. <laughs> Got to go to work tomorrow. Stay, stay uh, uncoveted. Uh, between here and the twenty-four, is there a day off outside of Christmas? Is Christmas even a day off? Uh, yeah, we we are going to take Christmas off, but not otherwise. I mean, we have people. I mean, to give you an idea, we have Orca coming in to our shop all this weekend. So my guys have to work Friday to Sunday just at the shop this weekend. Right. So it's just. You know, we're preparing everything we can. Uh, we got a new car in today for the DPI car, so we got to build a car and, you know, all that normal crap. So this time, this, it's exactly what you said. This time of year, this is what we do, right? So. All right. Well, we didn't buy you right. dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, we'll uh, we got, when you go on the road again, we'll, I got another couple good little bars we hang out now. So we'll, Right. Well, we'll, and you're we'll, going to own one. Well, yeah, right. And you're going to yeah. need some cash. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> Have you had anybody own their own bar yet that you've interviewed? We had someone who's who owned his own five-star restaurant in the middle of a Las Vegas hotel. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. All right. Well, Continental Continental owes you a dinner. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit him up for that. I'll trade him for four tires. Oh, oh, oh. 
Ich war 